Welcome to InnovaCare Health Podcasts. Podcasts in this series last under 10 minutes and share ways to improve processes, teams, work-life integration, and communication. In this episode, we will explore how leading with compassion starts with inclusion. There are times that it can get rough. No one can deny that. When there is a crisis, it seems that times cannot get rougher. What are the types of tools we need to navigate through this journey? When my father died earlier this year, the only thought I had is how will I be there and help mom through this? How will my compassion help her? She went through a myriad of emotions, including anger and anger towards me. How could I be there compassionately for her knowing the emotions I'm going through too. Mom was a champ. She actually held up better than I had imagined. What helped us through the time is that we felt included in our own journey and we did it together. She felt her voice was heard and she heard mine. Inclusion is one of the keys to recognizing, understanding, and knowing when to exercise compassion. It is also the first step in leading with compassion. If everyone's voice is heard, then our ownership and collaboration get stronger and we continually improve. In work settings, we need to think about how to bring people into a conversation with different needs and exploring different outcomes that can build better opportunities for everyone. It's an imperative, especially in healthcare. To exclude a voice means you're losing an opportunity and you're not achieving the healthy culture that we aspire to create. To create a healthy culture, We have to lean in and take responsibility to be intentional with recognizing and responding to individual differences. Starting with listening, we can begin to understand the differences, know where communication gaps exist, and establish a culture where all voices are heard and respected. For example, if English is a second language and someone is struggling to communicate and we are using technology, Why can't we use the technology such as closed captioning for every meeting so they can read, interpret, pick up certain messages, and flourish? Everyone can benefit because that extra care will improve how we work together and ultimately how we recruit, how we pay, how we support in times of need, how we think about our benefits and our policies. We know people struggle. If we can help them through that struggle, their voices will be heard, will provide better care, will have more diversity of thought, and we will be more competitive. Starting at the individual level in exercising inclusion and compassion pays out in dividends for everyone and the organization. If you want inclusion at work, you lead with compassion. What was interesting to me when I talked to other employees, other leaders, they talk about empathy. It is a time for leading with empathy. I know I was doing the same thing. And then I realized empathy is great and important, but empathy is being an observer. 
it is not taking the necessary action. For example, empathy tells someone, I understand and feel your pain. Being a compassionate leader means it starts with empathy, finds ways to work with the other person to help solution or ease pain. Compassion has to be brought to the fore. We have to listen. We have to be okay with being uncomfortable and we're going to discover things we didn't know about. When learning during the discomfort, we become more self-aware. Internally, we are challenging ourselves to keep pushing to be compassionate, to help someone move forward, to make a better outcome, a better process, and eventually a more inclusive process. If there is discomfort at the end of the internal challenge, then we've not gone far enough to make it inclusive. We all want to help. I think human beings naturally really care and want to help others. So how do we navigate our own disruptions, build resilience and be agile in the moment? What are the essential components necessary to be compassionate and yet remain the same level of compassion for ourselves? I remember early on growing up hearing the saying, you cannot take care of others until you take care of yourself first. And an equally reflective saying, you have to clean your own house first before you tell other people that they aren't doing it right. Sometimes it's extremely hard to imagine there is something traumatic happening and we need to take care of ourselves first, then others. It is incredibly hard, yet that is what we have to do in times of crisis. You have to think about how strong you are how agile you are, and how prepared you are mentally and physically to respond to and act during a time of need or crisis. It means keeping your mind open, staying curious, being agile, and with time, with more experience, you get stronger in being able to build that grit, that ability to compassionately respond. It does not take a crisis to build this compassionate ability. It is one that can be challenged, questioned, and practiced in order to be prepared when a crisis or need strikes. Practice makes perfect, but in the end result here, that is not the case. If you strive for perfection, you will not grow you will become blind to aspiring to an unattainable goal. It will stop you from being seen as one learning and caring and being an empathetic, compassionate human being. So perfection is not the goal. Progress is the goal. Progression is the ability to recognize mistakes will be made along the way and learn from them. At work, that means first, listen and ask questions. Second, reach understanding. We are gathering input, so in a way we're experimenting. And with experiments, you will learn, make mistakes, and rebound in a way to ultimately get positive results. Third, recognize. Recognition of others and recognition of how to react with compassion. 
not only recognized by way of pizza parties or gift cards, but also recognize daily contributions and the differing of opinions that help processes and relationships improve. Recognize how people want to be recognized. Do they want to be recognized publicly or privately, for example? And fatigue. Don't engage with work first thing when getting to work. First, get your bearings and analyze what needs to happen throughout the day. And while at work, allow yourself time to reset, recharge, take time for a walk, take a few moments to breathe, breathe outside, and get out from the four walls. I will end with this. Compassionate leadership begins with connections between individuals. When you build upon the foundation of compassionate management, ultimately what the company is about, its vision, mission, and values is manifested through its leaders and managers. Through open communication, compassionate leaders can create opportunities, even in times of crisis, to build robust and trusting relationships and reorient teams towards a collaborative, innovative, positive approach to the work. Compassionate leadership means being able to gauge, respect, and acknowledge how your team is feeling and lead from there.